0: Lekutis Siches, Volume Thirteen, the second Sicha for Parsha Shlach. This Sicha is a Rashi Sicha, and this Sicha we're going to find very interestingly that the Rebbe actually not only rec- not only repeats but also accepts the premise of many of the meforshi Rashi. Those are the various Meforashim that actually explain Rashi that elaborate on Rashi and many times help us better understand Rashi. There are times when the Rebbe brings Mefarashi Rashi and takes a totally different course. In this Sikha, we're going to find that the Rebbe does accept their pirush however he adds to it tremendously and gives us a totally different picture but basing it on their premise. This in itself gives us insight as to what is expected of us, what we should do when we want to really properly learn a Rashi. What we should really do ideally is study the Rashi, not only learn the Rashi itself, but also look into the common the commentators of Rashi, on Rashi, and really get a better picture. Then try to, you know, dissect the Rashi, analyze it like the Rebbe does. Let's jump right into it. In Rashi's Pirush on the Pasuk, where it says, quote, And the people that Moshe had sent to scout the land, and they returned, and they made, they ganged up everyone to complain, the entire community to complain, as they said gossip they brought back a bad report about the land. Mighty Rashi, Rashi quotes Es the words, this is the heading of Rashi, Vayashuvu Vayalinu Olav, the three words, and quote, and they returned, and they made complaint, they ganged up on him. Umefarish, and Rashi explains, Rashi is kind of explaining, because he's putting us into the narrative. Rashi is as if filling in the blank spaces so to speak to help us read this verse in a way that it makes sense and when they returned from the scouting of the land they got the whole entire congregation they got him riled up on him who's him on moshe with saying obviously a bad report, saying lies, saying gossip about Eretz Yisrael, comma, those people Vayambuso and they died. And Rashi leads us in, so to speak, into the next verse. And I would advise that you take a few moments, pause right now, study the verse, study the next verse, study the Rashi, and just look it over a few times so it becomes clearer, so it's easier to learn this. Going forward, the commentaries on Rashi explain. There's the, the, the common one, the Gura'ariyy. What is Rashi's objective? What's Rashi's purpose? It doesn't really seem like Rashi is saying anything amazing, amazing any, any great novelty, anything that's earth shattering here that wow we would never understand on our own it's quite obvious what rashi tells us seems to be quite understandable from the pasuk itself so the nefarishim explained that rashi Rashi is actually coming to negate he's coming to take away this premise that we should not explain that Yeshuva, that the word in the pasuk that says quote and they returned amiraglim chozru that it means that the Meraglium, so to speak, returned another time, Pamshnia, the Rebbe writes a second time, leharibiz is al to rile up the people on So Rashi is telling us that this Pasuk is really kind of repeating the narrative. It's, 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 it's emphasizing, it's um, like you would do in the olden days in a typewriter, if you wanted to emphasize something, if you wanted to highlight something, you went back and you typed over the same word. It's just it's just repeating it to put some emphasis, to give us some better clarity on something. But not that they came back a second time. And as the Rebbe points out later, there are some Ephraisha that actually do explain that. That the miraglim reappeared the second time and made a second wave of this, you know, steering the people up against Moshe. But Rashi's trying to tell us, no, that's not what happened. El rather, Rashi is telling us what is the of this Pasik? and when they return meaning that that we know about that they returned we already anybody that learned the parasha up to here already has learned that they returned they came back they came back with all this bad news and they riled up the people against Moshe and Hashem when they returned from the scouting of the land from their visit to the land and you see the Rebbe emphasizes these words in italics which tells us When they had returned from their original return, this is not a second return, this is the original return. Then that's when they riled the people up. In other words, it's merely going back, repeating something that we already know. Vayashuvu, that that rashi is explained that was explained that which is written in the pasuk Vayashuvu, what does it really mean? Kesheshovitu areat when they had returned from the land. The Khala Pasuk and the, and the whole Pasuk who Chazara Al-Mashekas Kvar or Al Kvar is only merely a repeat. And the Rebbe emphasized the word a repeat on what was said already. And this is Bitoir Hagdama as an introduction, the Mashekas to what's written afterwards in the next Pasuk. And they died in a terrible Magaifa before Hashem. That the Posek is merely repeating this almost like to recap and tell us those people that had returned, which we learned up till now, everything they did and all the terrible stuff they caused, they now were the ones who are dying in the next Posek. Why is Rashi forced? to explain it like this because because if indeed it is like some first I told you say that in fact they riled the people up against Moshe yet a second time that they returned literally a second time then the Pesach should have started straight with that gone directly to that and to write the following olaf. Oh, I'm sorry. olaf. But key and I'll explain. If it would have started with the word and they returned, and the, they the people returned, but putting the emphasis on the return, starting the narrative with a return, then that would tell you, wow, there's another return here. But vekiva on the maskil. But since the pasuk in fact begins, how? this implies That the whole point, the whole Kiddush, the whole novelty of this pasuk, whatever this pasuk is trying to tell us, which we don't yet know for sure or entirely, but whatever it is we do we do already know for one thing. From the fact that the pasuk begins with, and the people. Who returned that tells us that the emphasis here is not on the return, not on something new, but rather going back or telling us something new or something informative about the people, the people who had returned, or the people who had made the trouble, but the people. And that's what actually compelled Rashi to explain it this way. And that the eker point the main point of this Pasik is about to tell us something about the people and not about all the other detail that's in this pasik. and therefore Rashi explains that the people and also as a parenthetical thing he does point out what they did but again he emphasizes the people that Moshe had sent to to scout the land uh, and when they had returned, which already happened before, and these people, But the Rebbe says, so far, so good. We have an idea of what compelled Rashi not to explain that they came and returned the second time, but rather to tell us that this is telling us something about the people who had already returned, namely the Meraglin. Avol, however, and the Rashi Tevis is al p z. According to this, tzadik lamed hey base tsarich We need to understand the following, and what do we need to understand? Aleph kol kan. Everything that's described here, everything that's related here, kfar yodua mimasha is already known from what's written before. There's no news in this. We know that these are the people who returned. We know that these are the people who scattered the land. We know these are the people who riled other people against Moshe and Hashem. We know all of this. And then therefore it's obvious that the people in exposure who died, they are the ones, they're the best, or the worst, candidates for this punishment. See, and in the packets I'll paraphrase. If we were to explain that indeed they returned the second time, then it would make sense that we are repeating the whole thing, because it's telling us. These people, because there's something new to tell us about these people, okay? But now, that we are just merely repeating our, you know, old stale news, which we already know by this point in the parsha, after the brackets, kol ha-kosuv The entire pasuk is superfluous, is extra. It's unnecessary, it's not needed. We know the Torah doesn't write extra Pesachim. And if merely as an introduction to the next Pasuk, even if one was to kind of make some kind of argument that this is just to introduce us, to lead us into the next Pasuk, that this is the reason why they died, or this is the people who died and why, this is all already understood from everything, the whole narrative up to this point from before. There's no need for it. In short, the f- question number one, it seems to be the entire Pasik is superfluous. There's no re- reason for the Pasek. Number two, Lefisa, according to this, Havalei Rashi lahatik rak If the whole thing that Rashi is coming to, 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 to highlight, to explain, to to clarify, is that they did not return a second time. Rather, this is talking about the original return. And it's merely recapping it and just leading us into the next Pasek. Then all Rashi had to quote in the Devar Hamaschil. In other words, the only problematic word in this word in this in this pasuk would have been vayashuvu. And to explain vayashuvu, and when they returned, not that they're returning now, and when they had returned, that's it. Only one word in the Devar Hamaschil, and just a short Rashi, not as long as we have it. Not more. Number three, my kuf lamid, my komash Rashi harimu What is Rashi really telling us? What news is he breaking to us? What is he really telling us that we don't yet know in the words, quote, these people riled up on him, the entire congregation, by speaking their gossip, by saying their lies. Look into the Pasuk. The Pasuk says it clearly. We don't need Rashi to repeat the Pasuk. All we need Rashi for, and Rashi's own objective is, to clarify that which we may not understand on our own, because it's not written clearly in the Pasuk. It doesn't appear in the Pasuk. This appears in the Pasuk. Number four. What is Rashi adding at the end of Rashi? What does really Rashi add with the words, quote, those people and they died. Okay? now the rest we're going to paraphrase here and there okay we're going to skip some parts okay we're going to skip ice base and we're going to jump to ice gimel because in ice base the rebbe does actually zero in and dissect another expression in rashi the as diba. but just time does not allow for us to really give it attention that it deserves so instead we'll jump into the answer that the Rebbe gives on this on this uh, on this uh, question these questions that we asked and it'll be quite understandable and enjoyable we'll come out with something understanding this Rashi really appreciating and how the Rebbe learns the Rashi and again remember what I said the Rebbe said does not negate this pirush Indeed, Rashi has to explain what it means when it says in the Pasuk they return, that it's not that they return the second time, because like I said, there are those pirushim, there are those before will actually maintain that they return the second time to rile them up again. But rather, this is talking about the original return. And then if you remember, if I had to sum it up in one sentence, well, what's the point of the Pasuk? And the Rebbe will explain it. Habir because the explanation, the clarification in all of this now. In addition to the above mentioned, where it says that Rashi, where we explained that Rashi is here to negate that we should not say by yeshuvah means that they return the second time, there is also, so to speak, that big elephant in the room, the bigger problem. Not exactly how to explain the verse as much as this whole verse is not needed. The whole verse is superfluous. And this is what Rashi comes to explain. That in the words of Hashem, when Hashem said to Moshe, if you recall, he said, Ad lo Hazois. That they are, how much? How much do I take? How long would this terrible congregation, which is referring to the Miraglim, and that they're riling up on me, meaning on me, meaning on who? On Hashem. They're riling up the people on Hashem. They're getting the people to go against Hashem, which they indeed indeed succeeded in doing. The people cried. The people were worried. The people were were petrified, even though they should have believed in Hashem. So when Hashem spoke to Moshe, he complained about that fact. He bemoaned that. And so too, in reference to all all the Yidden, When Hashem complains to Moshe and He says, What am I going to do with the Yidun? I want to destroy all of them. Because they're all complaining, they're all riled up against me. Me being Hashem. But in this Pasuk, something totally changes. Look at the Pasuk. It says that the Miraglim, when they came back, what did they do? They riled the people up on Him against Moshe. Against Moshe? Well, first of all, what's this thing about being riled up against Moshe? We know, number one, Moshe and Aaron were always together. Moshe and Aaron are the de facto leaders. So if you're riled up against Moshe, you're riled up against Aaron. So why only mention the fact that it was Olaf? It should have maybe said, Aleihem. That the problem is that they riled up the people against them, Moshe and Aaron, the two leaders. And moreover, I ask you, Think about it. What is worse? What really would be more deserving of a punishment of death? The riling the people up against Hashem himself or against Moshe? True, going against Moshe is terrible, but that in comparison to the Aveira of going against Hashem? Why even mention that? Why is the Apostle even telling to us the fact that they had succeeded in riling up the people against Moshe? And since Rashi, is also explaining this. This already the Rebbe gives us an answer why the Debur Hamaschil cannot just be by Yeshuv when they returned. Because Rashi is not his objective is not just to explain the word by Yeshuvu. It's not just by Yeshuvu that quote and they returned itself that needs clarification that needs explanation. Rather the entire pasuk. Everything here needs to be explained. And that's why in the Devar HaMaschil, he puts in the words, Vayashuvu Vayalinu Olav. And through what Rashi says, we're going to find out exactly what is happening over here. Exactly what the Pasek is trying to tell us. And exactly why this Pasek is not superfluous. Why it is indeed needed. And how it leads into the next Pasek. And with that, we come to Aistalit. You see there's really a big question hanging here. When you learn the whole story of the Miraglan, what do we really find out? What do we see? What happened? Just to give you a short recap of the narrative. The Miraglan go, they come back. They stir up this pot. They rile up the people against Hashem. And Hashem says, that's it. Enough, I had enough with everyone, with this congregation that is the Ten Miraglim, and all the Yidden. I'm done. Oy, Moshe starts to daven, Moshe starts to beg Hashem to forgive the Yidin, and it's not their fault, and then what are all the nations are going to say, oh Hashem couldn't handle, take all the things Moshe did, all the arguments he gave, and Hashem said, Salach di I forgive. Well, they're going to die, but they're going to have a very good long life over a span of a total of 40 years, no one's going to die before they're 60. You know, it's a life. They're not going to live to 120, like my ship, but, but they're going to live to 60. They're going to live almost at a time of going into Eretz Yisrael, and then they're going to die. But these Miraglim, the 10 Miraglim, true, they were the instigators. But somehow, it seems like Moshe's tefillah, Moshe's power of tefillah escaped them. It didn't help them. Not only didn't help them, but their punishment, their death was rapid. It's, it comes out from the narrative, from all the psukim, that when they died, the Magefa that they died in, was that day. It was swift punishment. I don't understand. Why? why couldn't Moshe, why couldn't Moshe save them or at least delay it, postpone the punishment, give them a little breather, maybe they'll do tshuva, maybe some of them will will, will realize the terrible mistake they made. Why did they die immediately? What happened? And this is where the entire Pasuk begins to make sense and this is what Moshe I'm sorry, what Rashi is telling us, what Rashi helps us understand that these people, namely the Miraglim, when they returned, they riled up the people against him, against Moshe. The fact that they riled up against the people against Hashem, of course they were deserving to be put to death. Of course they were deserving a terrible punishment, just like or similar to the Rest of the Jewish people that deserve to be punished because they spoke out against Hashem. They acted out against Hashem. But in this passage, the passage is explaining to us why Moshe didn't save them. Why Moshe actually, not only he did, he could not save them. Why could he not save them? Because Moshe Rabbeinu could not daven for them. Because they riled the people up against Moshe. They actually declared their animosity to Moshe. They declared their disbelief in the power of Moshe. And because they did that, Moshe's tefillah could not help them. Moshe's tefillah could not save them. Moshe, not only he couldn't save them, but the fact that what they did is almost midah midah. It's a measure for a measure. When they doubt Hashem, so to speak, Hashem wants to punish them, Moshe intervenes. In other words, almost like a third party, if there's such a thing, chas outside of Hashem, but there isn't. But in a sense, the third party intervenes. But when you attack the third party, in other words, he is already also now, so to speak, a defendant, a problem here. He's in the mix. There's no one else to dabble for them. They brought upon themselves their own punishment, their own death. And this is where the whole Rashi, the whole pusik begins to make sense. What is it that the pusik is telling us? Not just recapping the known nar- narrative, it's emphasizing something. You remember those people, these people that had returned then? You know, the people that Moshe sent, and they returned and riled the people up against Moshe. So now we get a new angle that has not yet been portrayed or illustrated yet in this story. Up until now we know that they riled the people up against Hashem. Now we're finding out that they also riled them up specifically against the leader of the generation, specifically against Moshe. And because they did that, Moshe could not save them. And that's what Rashi says. Oisam those people that had riled up against Moshe. And he leads us into the next Pasuk, where it says they died before Hashem for what they did to Hashem. And now we have the clarity. The fact that they died, the fact that they were punished, was because of what they did. They riled the people up against Hashem. They exhibited disbelief in Hashem, distrust in Hashem's ability to take us into Eretz Yisro. But the fact that it happened right away, moreover, the fact that Moshe could not save him that's what this pasuk is telling us. Because violinu olav now everything comes together, everything makes sense, and all the questions that Abed asked, if you go through them one, two, three, four, they all get answered one by one. And this brings us to a wonderful Hirah, and this is an Oisvov Hirah Not only did we learn a Rashi, but like everything else in the Torah, that by learning the Rashi, we get a clarity in the Torah. What is Torah? Torah milashen hoyra. It gives us a directive, a direction, a teaching in life, how we should live our lives. The Torah is not here to just merely tell us stories and give us some more details just to add some little flavoring to the stories. That's not what the Torah's objective is, because that's not what it is. It's not a history book, and it's certainly not an entertainment book. What is the Torah telling us? What is the Torah, why does the Torah want us to know this detail? That not only they died for what they did to Hashem, but these people died because these are the people who returned and riled up against Moshe. Because it says in the Tikkun Zohar that there is an Ispashtusa de Moshe Every generation has its Moshe. Every generation, and by the way, the Rebbe adds, you don't even have to add, rely on Kabbalah. Even the Gemara says, there is no generation that there isn't someone like Moshe. Meaning, every generation has its Nasi ador. Every generation has its Moshe. And this Moshe's job and objective is to care about each and every single Jew. As we know in the story, where Moshe was chosen specifically because of that, because he cared for each and every individual lamb that was there under his care. Moshe does care. Of course... Many are capable. And Rebbe even adds if we all know the origin, the, the root of the mitzvah of davening, we are all obligated to pray for ourselves. Meaning, the mitzvah of prayer is that when one is in a rut, one is in a problem, one is in need of something, one has a must, an obligation to turn to Hashem and ask Him for our needs, to express our amunah and Hashem, to ask Him for what we need. However, we do need. The power of the Malchut and the generation. A, he really knows how to daven. He daven's for the people. He cares for them. So, he, because he cares for them, he is the nasi. What is the nasi? He is the rabbi the rush Ben Yisrael. Just like in a body, whenever there's pain in the body, the head feels it. Literally, who prays? The head. You use your mind by using your heart but the words are being said you're begging you're crying out to hashem with your head with your mouth the head feels the pain the rush beneath yisrael feels the pain moreover even the individual's prayer when one is already praying in order to truly and properly connect with hashem the rush the Moisha, the nasi he is like the portal that really connects it to hashem and here when the Yidn sinned they were so distant from hashem and yet what do you see and his philas actually helped it helped it actually succeeded in not only prolonging their lives but for some of them prolonging their lives for almost 40 years and a good life that ever points out they had the well of miriam they had the man they had the clouds of glory protected them with old it wasn't like a diminished life it was a perfect life just like anybody else it's just when the time came they passed away so having a tzaddik in the generation and knowing that the tzaddik davens for us that is the lesson of this rashi that is the lesson the purpose of this whole pasuk to tell us that the moisha davens for you but of course and no one should ever bring this on themselves, you need to have some connection to the Tzaddik, and not like these Rishoyim, these Miraklim, who actually sever their connection with the Rosh, the Moshe of their generation, and the same applies for all generations.